0: Hey, you're listening to the Big Juicy Life Podcast with Maggie McGill. I'm Maggie McGill, and you're here because you're ready to live a big, juicy life. No more denying yourself pleasure, no more doing things out of obligation, no more refusing to show up because of how you look. No, we're leaving all that behind us. We're moving forward and building the biggest, juiciest lives imaginable. And I'm so glad that you're here.
1: Hello and welcome to the Big Juicy Life Podcast. I'm your host, Maggie McGill. And today we have our first guest on the podcast. Uh, Hi! She is a content creator with over 100,000 followers on Instagram, 220,000 followers on TikTok. Last year, she released her first book, which is amazing. Uh, and she's a very good friend of mine. So welcome, Abby Boyd, to the Big Juicy Life Podcast. Oh, hello, my dear friend, Maggie McGill. What an introduction. I sound very impressive. You are very impressive. For <laughs> <laughs> a person who yeah. has, like, panic attacks about avocado, that feels so fancy for me. <laughs> I think you need to remember when you're having panic attacks about avocado, all of those things I just said, and be like, oh, shit, like, I'm Abby Hoy. <laughs> that was part of the big reason I wanted to change my uh username was because I said I didn't think the Abby Hoy used to be like I didn't think Abby Hoy was catchy and now I said I have enough to say that it doesn't matter if my name is catchy hell yeah I love that so much well, I'm really glad that you're here, I want to jump into the question. So, this is the Big Juicy Life podcast. So, it's all about living a big juicy life. And I would love to know what does living a big juicy life mean and look like for you. It's getting to live in a way that I choose. So, so much of what when I was young, even my fashion choices or the boys that I dated or anything, was really, really forced. By my body size I you know you take what you can get wear what fits so like getting to this age and getting to express myself and encourage others to express themselves in a way they haven't is part of my big juicy life Uh, I also just love getting to meet other fellow fats and other other fellow fat clears they're my favorite but those are my big fat juicy life I love it. I think that, I mean, I really identify with what you said about like, just that take what you can get mentality in so many ways, right. In partners, but also just in life. In the past few years, I have upgraded so much of my life um, because I was just living with the bare minimum, like use something until it was literally unusable, even if it wasn't like performing as well as it used to. Um, and so that, that resonates with me in a lot of ways. Um, I was, I just posted a video on TikTok about that same thing. Um, There's a trend going around that's, you know, sorry that I have standards. That's not very fat girl of me. Um, (laughs) And I just, and so many other people found that to be a resonating message too, because they said, you know, I don't have to settle. I'm allowed to have standards. I'm allowed to have preferences. I'm allowed to like what I like. I don't need to deal with this, like, I should take what I can get mentality. Yeah, and that's just been, like, that's just been a mentality that's been driven into us for such, so long, and from such a young age, and all facets of media, and, you know,
0: interpersonal,
1: um, so I love that that's part of your your journey, and you're breaking free of that, and saying, I deserve everything I want. That's kind of like what living a big juicy life is all about. Um, So I feel like you mentioned this, but I'd love for you to go a little little deeper into like, what was your biggest barrier towards living a big juicy life? Was it like this mental hurdle? It was my mom. It was my mom. It was my, I mean, like, that's a really easy kind of funny joke to say. And I feel like a lot of people developed their body image because of their mom's relationship to their body and to her own body Um, but for me it wasn't just my mom my mom was like a representation of a lot of diet culture and a lot of like early 2000s fat shaming that was definitely going on and uh, feeling like I didn't deserve things and you know that's coming back to my like I'm allowed to have standards, you know, I got the, you probably will not get married till you're older because that's when men have less choices. You know, you should wear clothes that, you know, go underneath your bust. So it hides your gut or your blub. You know, I got put on Weight Watchers in elementary school, curves by middle school, you know, all of the different things, but they felt like they were projections from my mom. So diet culture mixed with a healthy relationship or an unhealthy relationship with my body forged in the, in the coal with my mom was definitely a big thing that I had to get over I'm just I just love that we share this horrible memory of being in curves in middle school I will never forget the purple like pleather uh workout machine <laughs> oh my god like you thought you were cool with your planet fitness tee. I was out here rocking ninth grade in a curves tee. no big deal <laughs> you know I I literally got my period like I remember going to curves and like having my period for the first time. Like your, your very first time. That's, that's, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I didn't get it at curves, curves, but like the the week that I got it, I was going to curves with my mom. Like, I feel like that's just such a whoa moment of like, wow, how, like how old was I, you know? I got Um, my, this is just like my, I got my first period was on the 4th of July and I remember because I had to use a tampon day one because I wanted to go oh, no. in the pool and it was very scary. Um, but I think that that is incredibly full circle considering how we all spent this last fourth of July being really mad as uterus owners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that's yeah. that's off topic, but you know. No, I was like, I was trying to connect the dots. And I was like, oh yeah, so much has happened. <laughs> <laughs> like which horrendous thing happened? Literally, day? I'm like, which? I literally, there's so much going on. um That was a that was the Roe v Wade turnover. <laughs> yes, I forgot that happened on that day. Oh goodness. Um. So I, it sounds like you had a lot of of barriers that. Uh, your mom, your mom is like the kind of like the person who was was who giving a lot of this to you, and I'm sure a lot of people. Have that same experience with either their mom or some kind of maternal figure. So, what advice based on your experiences would you give to someone who is trying to get over similar barriers towards living a big juicy life? Uh, realizing that setting boundaries with my mom takes repeating, but she would eventually learn. <clears throat> um, answering her criticisms with opinions was really helpful to me. So, like that, you look really fat in that. I really like this outfit you can't tell me I don't like it I don't Mm -hmm. care if I look fat in it I am fat in it like just completely not giving in to her criticism was a really big help but just also remembering that your parental figures and those and even your bullies as children like when you were a child and some other six-year-old said you have a fat tummy they were six. Can you imagine holding a six-year-old accountable for something that they said? That person has no idea how much they traumatized you. They were dumb and had no context or reference of the words they were carrying. Mm -hmm. And like, I think that's a really important thing to consider when you're letting go of some of that like other child mentality. But like when it comes to your parents and I don't know, my parents have like the worst politics. I also don't, Like their entire house is gray and I live in a rainbow. (laughs) We don't have the same values. Yeah. Why, why on earth would I care so deeply about what their opinion of my body is? We don't share the same opinion on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And so just kind of realizing that they're humans who have their own opinions and have their own ideas doesn't make them correct just because they're my parents. Yeah. I think there's every person who's growing and like to young adulthood to like I don't know when regular regular adulthood hits but there's like a, a shift where you're like oh shit my parents are just people and they're kind of fucked yep. up and, and they're kind of fucked up they're doing that they and all were doing their best all doing their best but like they're a little messed up and like they didn't mean to 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 pass that on to me. And now I have the opportunity to be that cycle breaker. I have the opportunity to say, no, I'm going to do things differently. And that does require setting boundaries with your parents, with your family that they have never experienced before because no one in their sphere has ever set a boundary with them or held a boundary with them. And that was a, a big key for me in lots of areas of my life was that boundary setting. Definitely. And I, I think a lot of times, like I'm specifically referencing my boomer relatives, my boomer aged relatives mostly, um, is, and especially if it's uncles, men, grandpas, you know, shutting that, that kind of conversations down, they tend to say, well, I, it was just a joke. I was just kidding. And really try to, uh, belittle or demean you. Uh, and my standard answer to that is, well, if I'm not laughing, you're just a bully. So but it's important to keep that really dismissive tone because it really throws people off guard mm-hmm. to be called out so calmly. Yeah. I think, I think being called out at all catches people off guard. People are essentially older people are not every, no, not all older people, but a lot of older people who have that same like mentality and they mm-hmm. just aren't used to being called out on their stuff. And it's not always the best reaction. <laughs> no for sure reaction when that happens um so last question I'll ask of you I'm just adding this in. I made it up but it's not it's not high pressure um I am feeling very pressured <laughs> at this completely planned question pegret did you see my DM about that oh god I did um why don't you explain to the people what 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 you've decided that my full name is because my legal name is Maggie but Abby decided that wasn't good enough it's not enough because how am I supposed to scold you if you like almost walk into the street or something so that I, you know to jump back <laughs> that it's serious. You need a firm name, a stern name. Um, and so like we were coming up with things like Magatha and but then Maggie said, I already got Magatha before. So I was like, we have to come up with something completely new. One of the nicknames of Margaret is Peg and that makes no sense. So <laughs> inverse Maggie can be short for Pegrit. Pegaret. Like Margaret, but with a peg. But with a peg. <laughs> the only thing is, Abby, is that when you yell this to me as I'm crossing the street, I'm not going to know it's me. Uh, I mean, I'll go for both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you could use my name as my middle name. You could say Pegaret and i go, And then I'll be like, what? yes. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm trying to save your life here, Pegaret. <laughs> okay yeah I'll have to get used to that one maybe you can get that embroidered on like an llb bag for me (laughs) okay oh my gosh oh my gosh all right abby thank you so much for sharing um how can people find you on the internet and is there anything you'd like to share for people to check out to learn more about you Hmm. uh you can find me all of my handles are the same I'm at the abby hoy uh, just T-H-E-A-B-B-Y-H-O-Y on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, my book is available at most major booksellers, Amazon, Burns & Noble. Uh, and I also highly recommend checking out your local bookstore if you can, and your local library. A lot of libraries have the book in store. Uh, I don't have a lot of stuff that's like super exciting coming up, except that I am getting together with the wonderful Maggie McGill and Elise from Ready to Stare for Halloween content. So I'd stay tuned for that. It's going to be but so other- <laughs> fun. It's going to be a really good time, but I, other than that, I don't have anything super major coming up for the end of the year, other than just some like campaigns I'm looking forward to. Cool. Well, I'll add all of those links into the description of the podcast so people can just easily find you, tap you and follow you. Uh, Abby is a wonderful source of colorful plus size fashion, uh, mental health. Uh, advocate and just a joy to follow. So everyone, go check her out. And oh, and we also, hello, Bethany. Feel free to freak out now. She listens to every episode, and she's going to freak out. But I just said- <laughs> all right. Everyone, go follow <laughs> Bethany at is it the Big, Big Fat Book Club? She's just Big Fat Book Club. Big Fat Book Club. We love Bethany. Bethany was one <laughs> of my Bethany. <laughs> Bethany was one of my um influencer one one students, and she's great. So
0: and everyone he's a childhood
1: that. friend of mine from uh daisy scouts so <laughs> daisy scouts we love it well thank you so much for joining abby everyone thank you so much of... cigarette yes so oh, welcome for it. everyone <laughs> check out the description for uh for all the links and i'll see you next time bye bye
0: Thanks so much for joining me for the Big Juicy Life podcast. Once again, I'm Maggie McGill. And if you want to see this Big Juicy Life in action, you can follow me on Instagram at Maggie McGill. You can check out my blog, magsmiguel.com where I have more information on my current offerings and lots of fashion and confidence and plus size movement resources. So thanks again for listening and I'll see you next time.